So at some point early tomorrow morning, Kevin Barker, the Toronto Blue Jays will have finished their 81st game of the regular season. They will be halfway home. They uh, start a three-game series in Oakland against the Athletics coming off a 4-4 four and four home stand that saw them lose their last three games to the Tampa Bay Rays. And that begs the question, you know, if you look at the American League East standings, we'll take a deeper dive into the American League East later, but if you look at the standings right now, the New York Yankees continuing to run away with this thing. Uh, 58 and 22. Boston's 44 and 35. They're 13 and a half back. Toronto's 44 and 36. They're 14 back. Tampa Bay is 43 and 36. They're 14 and a half back. Boston's a game up in the wild card. Toronto's half a game up in the wild card. The Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins have, well, Cleveland in particular, Minnesota's leading the division. They haven't exactly burned things up lately. But all of a sudden, the Cleveland Guardians have pulled into this, this wild card. I think a lot of us just kind of assumed that the postseason this year was, was going to be the Easts, right? It was going to almost be, a, a, I mean, most of us assumed that there would be at least two teams from the East getting into the postseason in addition to the Yankees. A lot of us thought four teams would be getting in there. So let's talk about that right now as we uh, will take a look back on this weekend that was for the Blue Jays. But, Kevin, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. Who right now has the most work to do to leave themselves in a position where they make it to the postseason? See, I think, I think the Blue Jays have the most work to do of those three teams. I, well, yeah, I, I, and when I say work, I'm talking okay, about yeah. I'm talking about transactions. Go 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 through the teams. You, what's the Red Sox need? The, the Red Sox need consistent dominance from three big guys in their order, and Verdugo's got to continue to make strides forward and contribute. That's sort of what they need, and they need bullpen arms. Exactly what the Blue Jays need. And what's, they are, they but they're going to get they're going to get Chris Sale back. They're might get James Paxton, but they still need Garrett Whitlock. Will move into the bullpen. And they be still better. need a piece or two to, you know, just to make things easier for Alex Cora to go to. Again, it gets back to August and September. You you don't need managers over there flipping a bunch of names against the wall trying to figure out how to piece it together to get winch. You you just can't think that because all the other teams are sort of called up now and everybody's falling in place and. You know, you're getting your foot down and getting it singing, and you run the bases the right way, and you everybody sort of found a role. So you need your manager to have the sort of the pieces lined up. So, you know, your starter goes five innings. Who am I giving the ball to in the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth inning? You have that solidified. So the Red Sox, for me, need a piece or two in the bullpen to add to that. What 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 do the Rays need? The Rays don't need that. They they have more depth. What we've seen, we've seen that the last five games, they have more depth pitching than any team that I think on planet Earth. Like they just they come up with pitchers that throw ninety nine with sink. I mean, it's just coming out of their ears. Like they just don't know when to bring them up because they have so many of them. For me, with the Rays, it's more about getting some pieces back. Brandon Lau's a big piece; he gets back. 
uh, from the left side. He starts hitting some homers because they're a homer team, and they keep the other team from hitting crooked homers. That's it, sort of what they – that's their M.O. That's how they win a bunch of games. And if they can – their offense catch up hitting homers – like in the three games that they won, they out-homered the Blue Jays 8-2. to two. I told you this on Friday. You asked me, what do they have to do? And I said, the Blue Jays have to out-homer the Rays. That's what they try and do. They, their pitching staff tries to keep the other team from hitting crooked homers so their team can hit a bunch of crooked homers. And that's sort of what the, the Rays did. That's why they beat the Blue Jays, other than because the Blue Jays just don't have a ton of depth in their pitching. What do the, what do the Blue Jays need? I'm with you. The Blue Jays need a lot. Like, if if... Facing good teams shows you what the Blue Jays are. A lot of the times when they face a good pitcher, and I'm talking about a good pitcher, I'm not talking about velocity, everybody sort of throws hard. I'm talking about a guy early in counts that can flip a slider away for a strike. That just seems to get the Blue Jays as a lineup in swing mode. And that seems to get that pitcher a little bit easier into a groove that he can go a little bit deeper in games. So I need, I think they need balance. That hasn't changed, and that'll continue to be my my answer to everything that you say offensively. Now they can make it to the playoffs with the lineup that they have, but going somewhat deep into a make a playoff run, unless they get a a legitimate left-handed bat, it'd be very hard because you're going to face the best of the best when it comes to right-handed pitchers who can flip a slider away and have a little Here. velocity. Here's why I asked, <clears throat> because I I would uh, suggest to you that of those three teams, the Blue Jays are the only one that doesn't have internal answers to their question. Mm-hmm. The Rays we talked, the, the Rays lineup could get better. The Rays will get some pitching back. The Red Sox are going to be better when their pitchers get back. Um, they will be better with Whitlock going into the bullpen. There's really nothing internally that I look at with the Blue Jays that suggests to me that this team, like Dandy Jansen's return will make a difference, I think. Is that... A, he's back. Here we go. Yeah, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that would be my concern based on what I've seen so far. Is I think the Jays are the team that needs to look outside more than any other team in this division to to get answers. And I think that was that was reflected um, this weekend against Tampa Bay. And I know we talked about this on on Blue Jays talk. I mean, the balance thing. With all due respect, it doesn't matter. That's not going to matter if they don't get some pitching in here. It it it, it really doesn't. Uh, they need they being the Blue Jays need need something more than Sergio Romo and Anthony Bonda. You know, it's 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 good that they're at least bringing arms in and and we're going to get a different get a look at some different arms instead of the same old same old, but. Uh, it, it's pretty clear that right now this team, I mean, this team just doesn't have enough pitching. It's it's that simple. They don't have enough pitching. I I don't think you can put it any other way. And that's, you know, the Kevin Gossman thing. You know, like, I found it interesting that Kevin Gossman takes a liner off his ankle and everybody says, well, now that, and now they start talking about the Jays lacking pitching depth. Well, 
No. I mean, it, it, if Garrett Cole takes a liner off the ankle tomorrow or his next start, guess what? We're talking about how the Yankees have some pitching issues. It, it, it yeah, was the issues game, that it was the issues. But my, my point is, my point is, you can't. When you talk about pitching depth, you can't talk about an an injury like that. Nobody plans for their ace to take a ball off the leg, um, or their number two starter to take a ball off the leg. But the Jays' pitching depth had, you know, it manifested itself before that. It manifested itself in the fact that Hyunjin Ryu went down with an injury, and they had to take Ross Stripling out of the bullpen and move him into the and and, and move him into the rotation. And there's really nothing, like there's nothing at AAA. Clearly, there's nothing at AAA that is going to make... Not, it's not a matter of making a difference. It's a matter of holding the fort. They don't have anything at AAA that can hold the fort. That, that's a real concern. And, and I, don't, uh, I, I don't understand... I don't understand how this organization has been unable to address their myriad pitching concerns when I see it, frankly, every other organization doing it. Every other organization putting together a bullpen with swing and miss stuff. And, you know, this organization, I mean, it's just running out the same. Well, it's running out a bunch of guys who are the same, a bunch of guys that throw 91, 92, maybe have a trick pitch. Um, I, I mean, I think this was... I still think the Jays will make the playoffs, but I'm less certain as we get close to the 81 game point than I ever thought I'd be about this team making the playoffs. Like, I didn't think I'd be sitting here halfway through the season and going, eh. like I thought that I didn't think they'd be done and dusted, Kevin. But I thought we'd be looking at it, going, yeah, 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 they're going to be fine. And I don't know if they're going to be fine. Well, if, if Cleveland and the White Sox get hot, they play in a bad division. It, it would eliminate one of the teams in the American League East. If the Red Sox get better, like you say, they're going to get better with Chris Sale coming back and sort of pieces falling in place in the bullpen and some guys get healthy. Alexander Bogarts is hurt now. He gets healthy. And, you know, the next 14 games, we talked about the eight games coming in, the next 14 games for the Red Sox hmm. with, with the – who is it? The the, the Yankees and the – And the Rays. And the Rays in 14 days. That's going to be a big deal for, for the Red Sox and what they're going to do going forward. But I'm with you. It's just, you know, sometimes you don't know what you got till it's right in front of you. And when Kevin Gosman went down, I don't think people really understood what, what, what the the lack of depth that they actually did have until you started running out the Thomas Hatches and the Casey Lawrences. I know nothing against them. Like I, I will never come on here and, and and talk bad about a guy trying to make his way and come to the big leagues and trying to establish himself. But look, let's be honest. Look, aren't we getting tired of seeing the Trent Thorntons and the Casey Lawrences and the and the and the you know the, the guys that probably should be in AAA, especially, again, I get back to this. You talk about carrying trophies across the fields. Having those names showing up at, at the big league level, especially in July, against a team in your division that, quite frankly, you should be beating, especially right now with the injuries that they've had. Now, good, they're a yeah, good but, team, and they're going to locate, but it's just it's, a hard, it's not a good look. No, it's but here's, look. here's the thing. Every team in baseball is bringing guys up right now from AAA. And they just are. That that all look like Matt Gage? No, but what I'm saying oh, yeah, is, they, no, 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 no. That, let that let me let me finish. Let, let me finish. And winning World Series? I I would think not. Let me finish. The Yankees are bringing up guys. Who was Marinaccio or whatever What's the hell his name, name was? What's that guy's name that the Rays brought up yesterday that threw two innings late in the game that was throwing yeah, 98 but, with but sink? Kevin, here's, that's here, the difference. Here's, that's here, my point. No, here's my point. 
Here's my point. It gets to the weakness of the AAA team. I'm not arguing against you, but what I'm saying is, you know, the idea that, oh, my God, the Jays are, everybody's bringing guys up from AAA right now. The problem is the Jays aren't bringing anybody any good up from AAA to pitch. That's, that's the problem. And that gets back to what I said about this organization has, I, I think it's failed in, in, in addressing in addressing pitching depth. I mean, they've talked about it all the time. Every spring training, all we hear is, oh, you know, you need, you're going to need uh, 12 starters over the course of the year anyhow, and yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. We hear that all the time. And you know, what does it say that, that you lose Hyunjin Ryu your only move is Ross Stripling. Nothing against Ross Stripling, but you're basically weakening one part of your team in order to address the other issue. And then you're not addressing the issue created by, by, by the loss of, of Ross Stripling. Like I, I, I think it's, I frankly think it's criminal that, that the Jays went through four games against the Red Sox, four games against the Rays. Five games. Uh, five games against the Rays, sorry. And and three against the Red Sox, and um, you know we we're coming out of it with basically the same bullpen, with the exception of Anthony Bonda and and uh, and Sergio Romo. Um, you know, I th- I think if this season if this season doesn't uh, go where we want to go, I think we may look back at these eight games and just wonder, um, just wonder what happened, what happened with the pitching. I. I there's a lot of games left to play. I get that. But I don't think there's anybody out there. I don't think there's any Jays fan or any Jays observer out there right now that can say they are as comfortable and as confident about the 2022 Toronto Blue Jays right now as they were at the start of the year. No chance. You just can't. No chance. Um, and, I, and I'm on that side. I think they have to have balance. Like I, I, I know that's an easy, obvious thing, but you, but you, the I, I said this to you after the show yesterday when, when we were on where Blue Jays talk, and I was talking to you about mechanics and oh. timing and and what they continuously see over and over and over and over and over and over and Where does that balance again. play? Where does that balance play? What are you Tell me about? what position. Where does that balance play? Like, no, 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 at, no, 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 you, no. Tell you me. Could, you could, you could split is... time in left field. You oh, could, really? Yeah, yeah. I, really? I, absolutely. With Lourdes Gurriel. Yeah, you could DH. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. coming off. You could DH Lourdes. You could play Lourdes in left field while you DH the other guy. You could and have a full-time happens? DH. You could mm-hmm. do anything to make your team better. Or you could quit and say, this is what we have. We're not going to make any changes because it's an obvious weakness that we have that a guy that throws a straight heater with a slider can continuously get you out over and over and over and over and over I'm again. just not yeah, certain. I'm, I'm not certain. I'm not saying that's the, the solution to everything. But I don't – my whole point but is – Shane Boss is coming off that off that game basically telling his reporters that it's not – they're not the easiest out or not, they're not the hardest outs because I have two pitches, I can locate it, I can elevate, and I don't all the time have to throw a strike it's yeah that's the thing here is i i get the pitching part of it the pitching is is the the most important thing obvious obvious that charlie goes to trent thornton just it's like you know who's coming out of the game if it's the fifth or sixth inning you know who's coming and 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 that's too i'm with you that's that's a shame but it it is address you can't address every issue you've got to address the pitching first you can address the balance 
at some point down the road. Adding a left-handed bat right now is not going to make a difference to what this team is doing. As long as the Trent Thorntons are being pitched in leverage situations, it doesn't matter how many left-handed bats you have. It, 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 it really doesn't. And I get back to that. I, I don't know where that left-handed bat would play right now. I want Kirk in the lineup every day. Um, lefty, righty, I, you know, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is on a pretty good run right now. I mean, right field's kind of a bit of an issue right now, but Teoscar Hernandez isn't going anywhere. Like, it's great to sit here and say they need more balance. I just don't know where that balance is going to play. Mm. I think Whereas you, I know, if you I know, good enough I know where the pitching there, you is. You find a place for it. And then you're not going to have much left to get pitching. I mean, you've got to make a choice. You can't, you can't go out and address all those issues. I think it's easier to get the left-handed bat at the deadline if you need it. If you don't get pitching in here, you're not going to need that left-handed bat at the deadline. If you don't get pitching in here, you're not going to be in the playoffs. And then the left-handed bat is a The left-handed bat is important for the playoffs. It's important to matchups. But getting into the playoffs right now is the most important thing. Let's look back on, uh, on, on in particular, on the, uh, the Rays on the game yesterday, Kevin. Because that, to me, was, you know, look, you've got Ross Stripling pitching. Uh, the game is not out of hand. Certainly... You know, with the Jays lineup, you like to think of 4-1, 4-1 deficit as you can overcome it. And indeed, as we saw, the Jays did finish the game with the bases loaded. Trent Thornton comes in and just pours, what was it? I think it did 10 pitches. In 10 pitches, it went from 4-1 to 7-1, something like that, 4-2 to 7-2, something like that. In the, they had three in homers the span in the of 10 inning. pitches. Um, talk to me about that particular inning. You had to bring Trent Thornton in the game. I, I, there's, again, this is, there's a lot of things for me. I, I think they had lots of situations early in games. The offense did that. They got themselves out. Bo had an at bat. Vladdy had an at bat. Oh, chasing the slider down and away with the bases loaded. Gotta That's say, not they a were professional one, at bat. They were like one for not. 10. And I'm going to say this, th- this game in particular Sunday, they've done a, they did a pretty good job in June. The numbers show they did a good job with runners in scoring position. They were one of the best teams in June with runners in scoring position. I agree with you. They they did not I, lose yesterday because of I the pitching. They Shane, lost because they were one for I 10 think with so runners too. in scoring. I want to say Shane Boss is good. He is good. He got two pitches and and he knows that he can get that lineup out with two pitches and and he knows that he doesn't always have to throw a strike. That's the that's the point that Bo had a, I think, an 0-1 fastball that was six inches off the plate that he jammed himself. That's not a good at bat with runners and mm-hmm. runners on base. Lourdes had a a 1-0, I think it was a 1-0 or an 0-1, the, a changeup away on the black. Okay, if it's 0-2 or or 1-1, you're a good hitter this month. That's the point. Is when push comes to shove in big time at bats. You got to have your big time boys come up and have big time at bats. They just didn't have that. Again, there's no surprise anymore. And what's is he right handed? Oh, he's gonna throw hard with the slider. Like, there's no surprise anymore. And you're gonna get it away. Like, <laughs> you don't even have to go over and ask the hitting coach anymore. And for me, that just means you have to take close pitches to get a hitter's pitch. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, the game will go longer. And, you know, you're, you're, that pitcher will have a better chance of going deeper in games. And normally, for the most part, because of who you don't have pitching. You will lose most of those games, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. Ross Stripling, for me, until the changeup that he threw Ramirez, Ross Stripling was giving you a Ross Stripling start. Mm-hmm. Like, he was flipping it and, ele- and and elevating the heater, and he was doing it to both sides of the plate, which, which that fastball command is okay now. Third time through, okay. But sometimes you got to have a little longer leash because of who you have to give the baseball to. And 
that gets back to the bullpen. They just don't really have anybody. And and the way they're using their starters now, that means their their lineup has to be a lot better. Not just good, a lot better. And when they're chasing, and, and especially early in counts, when they don't have to chase, Vladdy's overswinging. Like, I know he had a couple of hits. He had three hits yesterday. He's overswinging. He's chasing pitches. It's... I know he's getting hits because he's a really good hitter, but it's those one at bats where you just really need him to have a Vladdy at bat, and a lot of times he doesn't have that bat. The race swept the double header 6-2 and 11-5, and then they came back to beat the Jays 7-3 yesterday. Kevin, uh, I do want to talk about a positive here. The Canada Day game, the 9-2 win for the Blue Jays. Uh, Jose Barrios? We consider that a positive. Yes, sir. Sorry, what you saw to Jose Barrios. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Somebody texted me that I texted earlier and got me a little choked up. Uh, who, who? I'm sorry. Who? Jose Barrios. Yeah. Look, it's what did he go? Five innings. It, it's a grind for him. Like it's it's arm side command. It's it's spinning command. Uh, it's throwing too many pitches per inning. It's throwing too many pitches per batter. It's lack of confidence. It's sometimes having issues of making adjustments in and at bat. I just mm-hmm. don't understand that. I mean, again, I, I, I've said this to you a couple of times. He's got 160-plus starts. You gave him $130 million. He should be able to make an adjustment and not be so visibly frustrated every time he can't do it. That, for me, will question, oh, has he hurt? The velocity looks like it's there, but it is up and down a lot. Like, I will, I will is that say mechanics? This. Is that dead arm? Is that I will say this. He he a mental thing. Uh, there's a lot going on with him. I will say this in terms of the contact allowed in that game. That was his best, uh, his best game of the year in terms of limiting hard contact. He did only get eight whiffs on 42 swings. Um, we know that he moved again on the rubber. Um, which I, I'm beginning to think that he's going to be a guy who's always going to be. Always for, for me, that, that. that that's more of trickery kind of thing. You're trying to trick a right-handed hitter, more deception because of your arm angle. He's a three-quarter arm angle. If I'm a right-handed batter, I have to put more tension on my neck to get my both eyes on the target because of where he's releasing it from because of what side of the rubber he's standing on. I think that has more to do with it. They're trying to add a little bit more trickery because all the stuff's not there. The bite on the breaking ball was a little bit better. Just mm-hmm. he throws a ton of non-competitive breaking balls. And if I'm a hitter and he can't throw that thing for strikes, even though it's spinning a lot, why would I swing at it? And that's why you see the pitch counts go way up. All the pitches between in innings per batter, like it's just a grind. And it will question. It'll make you think: Is there something physically wrong with him? That that it doesn't look like it. You know, it looks like he's getting it out front. It looks like he's trying to. You know, he'll look at the scoreboard a lot, which is will tell you that he's trying to correct something in a pen. He's trying to apply it on the mound when it matters the most, and the two's just not meshing together. And that's why you see him flipping his head every time he flips the breaking ball. He turns around to see what the mile per hour is because it needs to be a certain mile per hour that he's. That will tell him that he's catching it out front, that he's spinning it and he's getting it off the fingers, and it's actually breaking. It's tunneling longer, which has the later break to it, which which gets those weaker swings, the fanny out, you know, this all-arm swing, which is just not what he's getting. And I know it was an okay start, but when you got a lead and you got one of your better guys out there, it for me needs to be seven innings, not five innings. Yeah, it was five innings, two runs, eight hits. 
I mean, it sounds good, but look at it. It just it's it's a grind. And can he get away with that with against good teams like lineups that are not going to chase that that are because they chase some breaking balls. You know, they they chase some pitches that they probably shouldn't have chased because that's what the Rays do. The Rays are trying to go back Lake City a lot. That's how they score a lot of runs because they think their rotation and their pitching can keep the other team from doing that. And I guess it would you could build some confidence off of that just by moving on the rubber and the deception and getting some weak swings. I mean, he, he getting some weak contact. He didn't get so many swing and misses. You mentioned the eight swing and misses, which is well, for a guy that can spin it the way he can and, and locate arm side into a righty and have, you know, the nice little toy that he has now with the run on the two-seamer. You oozing confidence? You're a big Brios fan. Like, after that start, even though he went five innings, you know, and they won the game, does he ooze? Every time he gets the ball, does he ooze confidence? He doesn't for me anyway. Yeah, I, I as I've said, I just tend to put, um, I tend to put a lot of faith in the track record and, 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 and faith in the athlete. And I'm sure. just, as long as that, as long as the velo is somewhat consistent, uh, I, 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 I always, have the feeling that he's just a, a start away from figuring it out. But yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, you'd like to see his, his strength is his durability, his ability to, to, to log innings and five innings is not enough. You need Jose Barrios to give you seven and a third, seven and two thirds. That that's what he should be giving you six in the minimum. That's what he should be giving you. And, um, and again, that gets into the whole the whole situation with the Jays bullpen as well. Uh, DMs are open for Barker's back leg bits. My Twitter handle is SN Jeff Blair. Uh, you can reach out to me and uh, DM me. I should say, and we'll get around to answering some of your questions. Vince Catronio, who's the Oakland Athletics play-by-play voice, will join us later on in the show. The Jays start a three-game series in Oakland tonight. Ben Wagner joins us at. Uh, 11 o'clock this morning as well. There's a lot of baseball he had to talk about over the weekend. When we come back, we'll take a deeper look around the American League East. It's a big week in the East for the Yankees and the Boston Red Sox in particular. We'll tell you about it. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ben Wagner will join us at the top of the hour. And uh, we've got tickets to give away for the July 12th game against the Philadelphia Phillies at the Rogers Center. A reminder, if you like the show, you can subscribe to Blair and Barker wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify. Uh, please rate and review the show. Ben Wagner, Vince Catronio joining us as well. Barker's back leg bits at the end of the show. Alec Manoa is on the mound tonight against Cole Irvin for the Oakland Athletics. You say Kikuchi against Adrian Martinez on Tuesday and then Jose Brios against James Caprellian on Wednesday. If you missed it yesterday, Frankie Montas, the Jace or the A's starting pitcher, who was considered to be one of the top candidates to be traded at the trade deadline, left the game with an inflamed shoulder. Mm. So uh, 
his name has been connected with just about every team in baseball that especially needs the Yankees. Pitching. Especially the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Although it's interesting to point out, it's interesting to point out that uh, as I reading on Twitter, the Yankees starting rotation, the health of the Yankees starting rotation this year has been remarkable. Something that I think a, a lot of people didn't expect to see. They basically had the same, they basically had the same guys out there. It's just for me. Do you really feel confidence in in the Tyones and the uh, the the uh, lesser guys that that are doing it now that have to do it or have to contribute when it comes October? It's about winning the World Series. It's not about winning the American League East anymore for the Yankees. It's about gear, being geared up and having better guys that you could go to who could dominate better teams. And let's be honest, the Astros think they can beat the Yankees. No, no matter, mm-hmm. no matter if it's you know Presley has a little issue in Yankee Stadium and against the Yankees, and that's an issue for the the Astros and their closer. But other than that, that lineup thinks they can beat the Yankees. And if you're if you're Kev, if you're uh, if you're anybody that has anything to do with the Yankees, you're thinking about okay, it's it's one thing to beat all these lesser teams. It's about how you beat the Astros. And for me, they have to go out and get at least a one. I don't know if I could say better starter, but a guy that you think you give the ball to, say third game of a series that you feel okay about winning that game. It's Monday, so you know what time it is. I think it's Monday. In the East. Long weekends screw me up all mm, the time. It is Monday. It is Monday? Mm. Good, because I think I spent all Thursday calling it Friday. Ah. Something like that. They'll all be over the 81 game mark this week, everybody. That means we'll be halfway through the 2022 regular season, and uh, what do we make of the AL East? Well, Let's just start with the Yankees. It's all about the Yankees. That that much is certain. Even when they stumble, they've been six and four in their last ten. Which, if you're the Yankees, counts as a slide. Uh, their pursuers haven't been able to put anything together. They certainly haven't been able to put together a telling run. The Boston Red Sox, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Tampa Bay Rays are all closer to losing their grip in a wild card spot than they are to mounting a challenge to the Yankees. In fact. They're closer to the Baltimore Orioles than they are the Yankees, which is something I'm not entirely certain at the start of the year. If we said those three teams would be closer to the Orioles and the Yankees, I don't know if we'd all buy into it. Look, we know about the Rays. We've seen them firsthand this weekend, uh, winning their three games in a five-game series against the Jays. You know what they say about the Rays. Can't hit, can't field anymore. They're still in the playoff hunt. Still good enough to put up their best outing of the year, their best offensive inning of the year, I should say, on Sunday against the Blue Jays. And now it's off to Boston. We should be feeling pretty good right now. Um, we, we, the bats have kind of come to life. Want to see that kind of continue as much as possible. We're getting tremendous starting pitching. Um, and know we got our work ahead of us going into Boston. The Yankees, well, they swept the Guardians in a Saturday doubleheader. They lost 2-0 Sunday when Emmanuel Classe, the Guardians' closer, got a ground out from Aaron Hicks with the bases loaded after walking Aaron Judge. And the Rays started a three-game series against the Red Sox today. Michael Walker was scratched from the start with what the team called a heavy arm. Mm-hmm. Xander Bogarts is iffy with the thigh laceration. And all eyes will be on Fenway. What's that? See if my heart, arm's heavy. Yeah. Just wondering. And all eyes will be in Fenway Park this weekend when the Yankees and Red Sox meet in a four-game series. And get used to that, right? Get used to hearing Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox, Rays. Because the Red Sox next 14 games leading up to the All-Star break, they are all against the Rays and Yankees. I mean, it's still kind of early to be watching the scoreboard. 
You're shaking your head at me. But there you go. Red Sox manager Alex Cora. Remember, Alex Cora told us in April that he was managing or he managed a game against the Blue Jays, quote, like it was a playoff game. Remember that game? Because he felt his clubhouse was flat. There had been a lot of controversy surrounding the absence of pitchers as a result of their vaccination status. Alex Cora said, I felt like I had to approach that game like a playoff game. Yesterday, he wanted to talk more about beating the Cubs and avoiding a sweep on Sunday than the Yankees or the Rays. I mean, forget about what's going on. Uh, the couple of weeks is what, what was going on this weekend and this road trip. You know, we we live in the now, and uh, the present today was a good team that is playing hard. They pitch as well. Uh, our big boys they're scuffling a little bit now, and we have to scratch and claw for this one, and we got it. Yeah, we. JD Martinez is five for his last thirty with with three RBIs. That's mm-hmm. what he's talking about. The big three in the middle of that order. Now Alexander Bogarts looks like he's had a little issue with some injuries. It's. Not going to be the easiest thing. And, again, the, I, organizations always look at specific parts of your schedule. This may be the time where the Red Sox and that, and that you know, that manager in that clubhouse need to sort of step it up and keep their head above water for that organization to do something going forward. It'd be something if Heim Bloom goes out and makes a deal in the next couple of days or so in the Red Sox or the Jays stand pat. Ooh. Um, so Alex Cora didn't want to look ahead, but we're going to do it for him. Actually, no, we're not. We're going to give the last word this weekend or the last word this this Monday to Giancarlo Stanton, who was asked following the twin bill sweep of the Guardians by the Yes Network's Meredith Markovitz about the team's success against the Guardians. Um, I mean, Stanton might as well have been talking about how the Yankees approach every team. Swept the doubleheader today, five wins against the Guardians in every game you played them so far this season. Why do you think you guys have been so dominant against the Guardians? Uh, just pounding everybody. That, that's our job. So, Boom. Pretty much just pounding everybody. He's not lying. No. No. They, they Again, what we've noticed, the, the veteran leadership that they have in their lineup, the way they grind out at bats is – Second to none, quite frankly. It's only the only team that I think, at least in, in, in baseball right now, that can do somewhat similar things as a lineup is the Astros. And Giancarlo Stanton is sort of doing his thing, and I said that little home field advantage with that short fortune right. If you notice how he expands at home to hit the ball to right field, there's mm-hmm. a reason why he does that, because that is a true home field advantage. So maybe if the, if the Yankees can get the best record home field advantage, Astros have to go to Yankee Stadium. Maybe that's the X factor, but he ain't lying, Jeff. No, the Yankees, uh, the Yankees just pound you. I mean, they really do. And yesterday, uh, the the game against the Guardians yesterday was a, was a terrific game. The Guardians, got to tell you, man, the Guardians are so much fun to watch. They really are they fun are. to they, watch. They, they have a couple of really good starters in, in Bieber and McKenzie. And that they, closer, they is have a really Classe is almost about as shut down as you can get. Uh, they have a superstar at third base. Now, he's had a little, you know, a, some struggles here. I think he's like three for his last 25. Everybody goes through that. He's a superstar at, at third base. They play in a really bad division. That's what I said. If you're Ross Atkins and you're looking at this thing and you're looking at the at the AL Central, you got three teams all of a sudden now that are bunched up. The White Sox are going to make a run at it. They're only three games back, I think, or three and a half games back. A game under 500. They still got a chance. And, they could make up some ground if they made a, a couple of moves at the trade deadline. So, 
You know, it's the Astros and the Yankees, and then it's like five other teams that are all bunched together for four spots. That's our weekly look around the American League East. And uh, I want to thank the uh, fine folks at Bally Sports Florida, Nesson, and uh, the Yes Network for the clips. I didn't mention the – should I feel bad not mentioning the Baltimore Orioles? You should. With the bullpen that they have, you should. You you imagine putting that bullpen on the Jays team? Oh my gosh, I do feel bad now. You should. I do feel. You bad should start doing that. Never do it again. Because uh, what they they're only like, they only they have. I think the Blue Jays or the Rays have seven more wins than the Orioles do. The Rays have seven more wins than the Orioles. The Jays have eight. Yeah. So you should, you, should feel, you should feel terrible and apologize to all the Orioles fans. <laughs> Never happening. Um, just looking at the records over 500. The Jays are four games under 500 against teams over 500. The Rays are two under. The Orioles are six under. They've got as many wins against teams over 500 as the Jays. The Yankees are 26. What are the Jays at home? Jays at home are 25 and 18. So you got to be good at home. You got to be good in your division and you got to be okay against teams above 500. The, the record above 500 will tell you balance of the lineup and they don't have really good bullpen. That's what we've been talking about. The, the record at home, that would tell you home field advantage. You get that top playoff spot. You have a good chance because you're playing those games at home. So there is a lot to play for here. It, you can fix it. Now it's just up to Ross to figure out what he wants to give up because he's going to have to give up some pieces to get what he needs. Alec Manoa is going to start tonight. He's 9-2. and two. His ERA is 2.09. He's racking up innings. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this sure. with Alec Manoa. Now I'm not saying that I mean, God knows there's enough for the Jays to worry about with their starting rotation right now. Uh, but we do know that they, at, at an organizational level at least, they have had discussions about what is what is too much for Alec Manoa? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big dude, you know. He we know about his work ethic. He's got ninety four two thirds innings pitched so far this year. Last year, the full year, uh, he had one hundred eleven and two thirds innings pitched. Mm-hmm. So we're getting to the point where. You know, let's give him what? How many more stars for the All-Star break? Three? Maybe? He may, depending on whether or not he, give it, give he him starts 18 the All-Star more, 18 game. more innings before then. Give, it, give him... Okay, just to be in the safe side, 18. 18, 18 more innings. That's going to take him to 112, roughly. He's going to have pitched more innings at the All-Star break than he pitched last year. Um, See, I do really think they've already made adjustments by throwing more heaters. I mean, he's got three different heaters now, which he didn't have when he started the season. That's a big deal. Now, a lot of that's to get lefties out because lefties but you have think been that's hard on also, it. Maybe. Maybe that might being also more be efficient, a, getting quicker outs right. in it at bat. I talked about that with Jose Barrios, how many pitches he has to throw per at bat and how long the at bats go. Well, Alex trying to get quicker action early in counts. He's doing it with fastballs instead of trying to strike everybody out, which was what he was trying to do early in the season. So maybe that's an adjustment they've tried to make. Me, I'm not worried about it. Again, <laughs> They'll have every khaki known to man trying to figure out ways to to back him off. And, and you know, the all-star break, I, I guess, will help maybe a little. 
depending on when he starts, and I haven't really dug into that on on when he's making his start, how close it is to the All-Star game and, and whether that will be beneficial to him and backing him off, giving him a couple extra days. I just don't think that's a big deal for him. Give him the ball every five days till he can't pitch till the end of the season. Now, now they'll, again, we'll say this. Be interesting to see if sort of they've solidified their spot in September. Sometime in September, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they made some – they've added some pieces. You know, maybe my wish list is they've been in a really good left-handed hitter. That guy catches fire. Everybody around him catches fire. They're, they're mashing baseballs. They're beating people. They go on a – 15-2 run, and they, they separate themselves, and they get that sort of that top spot. I, I'm not buying it, but maybe they will. Maybe they'll do that. It'd be interesting then to see because they're going to need him to go the most in the playoffs. That'll be the interesting part. But other than that, for me, he's getting the ball every five days. You don't worry about it. He's a big man. I think he knows himself. He knows in-game adjustments. He does it better for me than any starter that they have. And he ain't out in front. He gets it out in front. What uh... – how, how do you think? I guess we'll, we we should know more today with with Kevin Gossman. X rays were negative. Um, he, you know, the Jays did say they they wanted to take a look at him after the flight across the country and uh, you know and get another look at 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 that at that ankle. Right now, they're calling it a, a contusion. What do the Jays do, Kevin? If uh, if if Kevin Gossman, I mean, that looked pretty. Looked pretty serious. He looked like he's in a lot of pain. I'd be surprised if he makes a start. It looked like it was broke. So what do you do if he if he doesn't make his start? I mean, Max Castillo, Thomas Hatch, those are your options for the most part. I you know, you've got Kikuchi Barrios against Oakland and uh the, 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 they have to Oakland's got twenty six wins. I look, look, they're going to battle because they they have a lot of pride in that team. You're, you're going on the road. There's a different time change. That's going to throw off your routine. I don't care. Like, this is – you want to be a playoff team. You, you want to be one of the big boys in American League East. You're facing the team with 26 wins. You go in there and you beat them three times. You move on no matter who's pitching. That means the at-bats have to get better, the base running, the throw into the right base, catch the balls you're supposed to catch, do all the little things. Go in and beat Oakland. You should be able to beat Oakland even if Thomas Hatch is throwing, even if Casey Lawrence is throwing, if Max Castillo is throwing. You should be able to beat Oakland. Am I wrong? You should go in there and be able to beat them three three times. So you do that, you move on, you go to your next team, and maybe maybe that's a little window where you could give him an extra extra day or, you know, an extra couple of days between a couple of starts to figure out how to get healthy, but they need him. With with what Jose Barrios is going through, they 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 gonna need him to to figure things out and help out Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa for me, the issue is not the innings pitched; it's the mindset, it's the mental part of it. Alec Manoa knows what's going on, just like we know what's going on. That the bullpen's not real good. The ball the ball that that Charlie's handing is not the the same ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's taken from Alec or or Kevin Gosman or occasionally Jose Barrio. So the starters need to be really good. Alec Manoa needs to be great. The offense needs to swing at better pitches, swing at their pitch. And we say that all the time. But this 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 righty that throws hard with a slider, okay. You go out and make an adjustment and figure it out. If you think you're that good of a lineup, show us that you're that good of a lineup. If they do that, they'll they'll win the games that they're supposed to be winning. 
Just taking a look, by the way, the Red Sox are playing the Rays this afternoon, and uh, Xander Bogarts is not in the Red Sox lineup. Uh, he had a lacerated thigh. There's, you know, there's no. I think they said it required some stitches to close. So Xander Bogarts not in the lineup today for the Boston Red Sox. But I mean, nobody thinks that it's it's necessarily anything. He'd been struggling too, serious. though. I think he's let two for his. Well, I got it written out. Yeah, here. they've it's been for they've, his last twenty-four. They've been, in, they've been inconsistent it's, offensively. It was kind of odd watching of, watching them against the Cubs. It, it just looked, it really looked flat. Sometimes against you play the Cubs. down to your competition. Sometimes you know the energy level has to be so high Maybe. going into Toronto, and you have to play so well, and you sort of used it all up. JD Martinez seems to be like it, when he goes, they go. When he's doing their thing, it just seems like they fall in place. When he's three for his last thirty. It just seems like everybody else's Devers expands. Mm-hmm. Bogarts, they don't pitch to. Like it's, you know, and again, they, they have as many issues as the Blue Jays have. Let's be honest with you. We've, except they have a better bounce lineup. Yes. We've got a pair of tickets to give away <clears throat> for the July 12th game between the Jays and the Philadelphia Phillies at the Rogers Center. We're giving you a chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker. Whether you listen on the radio or on our podcast, all you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question. Text it to 590-590. Last show, we asked you which Tampa Bay pitcher led MLB in saves in 2017. The answer was Alex Colomay. I nailed it. Would not have gotten it. Hit the microphone, Jeff. Today's question is to win tickets to see the Jays and Phillies at the Rogers Center Tuesday, July 12th. The question is, who was the only Blue Jays starting pitcher to get a win in the 1993 World Series against the Phillies? Al Leiter, Tony Castillo, and Dwayne Ward registered the other three wins in the series. Who was the only Blue Jays starting pitcher to get a win in the 1993 World Series? I would have gotten this. Mm. Right out the gate. Text your answer to 590-590 for your shot to win. See rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Would you have gotten that? I'd have to think about it. You probably get it the more you think about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we mentioned Ben Wagner, Blue Jays radio play-by-play voice, will join us. 11.05, Vince Catronio, Oakland A's broadcaster, will be along at 11.30. At 11.45, Barker's mm-hmm. back leg bits as uh, we get you set for the Jays' three-game series in Oakland. Then they go to Seattle, Man, which is you, always, always kind of like a, a home game. Home game. It is. Blue Jays. Let me ask you a question. Did, did this, did, what Ross has seen the last however many games he's been watching? Changed his mind on what he wants? He's willing to give up when it comes to prospects. I wouldn't think so. You don't think so? No. No. No, I... Yeah, no, I I, you mentioned, I, I don't you think so. I, you I, the teams, I think that... Other than the Astros and the Yankees, you, you got the White Sox, you got Minnesota, you got Cleveland. I'll throw Seattle in there, which I think they're out of it, but I'll throw Seattle in there. Uh, you, look at the, you look at the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Blue Jays. So you got six, seven... We'll say six legit teams, and then Seattle you throw in there. Six teams. You you don't think Ross says go out and make a move or two that are big moves, one big move and one decent move, 
one solid move. But I'd have to give up one of the top three prospects to maybe get. You don't think he'd do it? No. I mean, so what's, he, what's the he, point? He, really? I mean, he did. He did last year. Well, I mean, there's a couple of things here. First of all, we don't know how they're how they're evaluating their team. I'm, so I'm asking you. I'm not asking because, them. I'm asking because, you because 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 of analytics, we don't know what they're seeing. They're probably seeing, in the case of some players, something different than we're seeing. They also know what they have in the minors. I don't know what they have in the minors. I don't know what a Relvis Martinez really is. I, it could be Mikel Franco. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. They have a better handle on that mm-hmm. than we do. I mean, they certainly have a better handle on what's going on at the lower levels of the organization. Um, if I'm Ross, my approach is that I address the bullpen. I make that better. I'm probably going to need another starting pitcher next year anyhow. So if I can make another Jose Barrios deal, I consider doing it. And then the whole left-handed bat thing, I wait and do that. I wait and do that at the mm. trade deadline if I can get something. But I'm, I am not, I'm not giving up a significant uh, piece to get a left-handed so it bat right Jimmy now. Garcia... Uh, Trevor Richards, all the guys that are already there have to get hot. Somebody has to catch fire. Somebody no, has I, to I'm be... saying I would I would upgrade the bullpen is what I'm saying. I would upgrade the bullpen. That's where I want to spend. And I don't know, maybe you can do it. Maybe it's cheaper to upgrade the bullpen than it is than it is any other way. Mm. But I would certainly do that first. It would seem to me that that's probably the easiest thing to do. And you shouldn't have to give up a guilt edge prospect in order to in order to dress the mm. bullpen. Ben Wagner is the radio voice of the Blue Jays. He'll join us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.